0: Now, here's your host of Sound Off, Brad Bennett.
1: Well, we are now back with the afternoon edition here. The last two hours of the show are in the afternoon on KDL 610. And we have our good friend, Tom, uh, Tim, I almost said Tom. Tim from a couple of HABAs. Tim, we haven't heard good from good you morning. in a while. How are you doing? Good morning. Pretty good good afternoon, good good. I guess. Know,
0: being uh, Friday, and I know you like to keep things a little lighter on Fridays, I just watched this video and it uh the guy on the video was asking some questions and looking for feedback uh when he got done asking whether or not you thought these were all facts about members of the NBA or the oh, NFL I saw that I saw Did that you, the
2: NBA or the what
1: NFL or the NFL
0: or the NFL Have you seen this Kenny? I if, have not. Since Kenny hasn't I have not. Kenny hasn't seen it I'll I'll direct it to him. Okay, Okay. I'm going to read off the facts, and when I'm all done, you tell me if they're about the NFL or the NBA. Thirty-six of their current members have been accused of spousal abuse. Seven have been arrested for fraud. Nineteen accused of writing bad checks. 117 directly or indirectly have been involved in the bankruptcy of at least two businesses. Three have been uh, fined for assault. Seventy-one can't get credit cards because of bad credit. 14 arrested on drug-related charges, 8 arrested for shoplifting, 21 are currently uh, involved in lawsuits against themselves, and 84 have been uh, arrested for drunk driving in the last year. Do you think that's members of the NFL or the NBA?
2: Oh, gosh. Uh, The NHL.
0: Uh, Actually, trick question. It's members of Congress.
1: And it's true. (laughs)
0: Yeah, <laughs> And it's true. The members yeah. of the sitting members of Congress. Can you believe that's what uh, we have leading our country?
1: That's what we have leading our country, making decisions about where we should go and how we should go about doing it. And uh, if we should continue to spend like we're, you know, and I can't say like drunken sailors because drunken sailors don't spend other people's money. They spend their own. So.
0: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we are in it. Well, thank phase. you.
1: We? Okay, and we are. We really are. We really are in a sad state. Well, listen. I want to get into this uh, polymet deal because uh, it, you know it's going to affect all of us. And
2: I, now, what I, is this? I, I don't recall you mentioning it at all. Just this... well,
1: yeah, I mentioned it in the first hour oh. uh, at the beginning of the show. It's one of the things we we. There's a story out today in both Minneapolis and the Duluth papers that we now have a merger of two large. Copper nickel projects in northeastern Minnesota that could bolster the financial strength of both of them uh, to build a new mine. Uh, it has uh, it, it surged and came out publicly that PolyMet, owner of the proposed Minnesota hard rock mine closest to becoming reality, <laughs> close. I love it closest to becoming reality because they've been waiting for about 11 years or so to get the permits. Uh, on Wednesday. Uh, completed a 50-50 joint venture deal with Tech America. Now, Tech's project is next door to PolyMet's and is still in the early stages and has not begun the permitting process. So when I say early stages, I mean they probably got about 11 years to wait. With the deals closing, PolyMet and Tech will each infuse $85 million into the joint venture, which has been dubbed, now it's not going to be called PolyMet anymore or anything else, it's going to be called New Range Copper Nickel. The cash will be used to get a shovel in the ground for PolyMet and to further study possibilities for the tech property, which I said is located next to PolyMet, said Bruce Richardson, a spokesperson for PolyMet. Excuse me. Um, Yeah, said Bruce Richardson, a spokesman for PolyMet, which is registered in Canada, but headquartered in St. Paul, Minnesota. More than 70% of PolyMet is owned by Switzerland-based global mining giant Glencore, which will make PolyMet's cash contribution to the joint venture. Tech America is a subsidiary of Canadian mining heavyweight Tech Resources, so you got two major companies coming together here to say, you know what, let's get this PolyMet project up and running and then we'll worry about the other one as we go along. Financial assurance refers to money companies put in escrow for any future environmental rem- uh, remedy. <clears throat> in other words, what both of these companies are saying is that is that we want to make sure that this project gets up off the ground and running. So we're going to put a basket full of money, both of us, into this project. PolyMet's project has long been delayed by battles with environmental groups over permits. And they still have, believe it or not, even though they're 11 or 12 years down the line in permitting process, they have three major permits still being hashed out by courts and regulatory agencies. The delays have been costly to polymet. Can you imagine, Northlanders, if you're listening this morning or this afternoon, can you imagine owning a company where you have gone through a process of trying to get the permits you need and you're 11 or 12 years down the line and you've spent millions and millions of dollars and you haven't put one shovel in the ground yet to try to get ore, copper nickel going into the pipeline.
2: Yeah, and the reason for that is because the people that are uh, opposed to it live 200 miles away. Right. Right.
1: Well, at least 200 miles away. And and don't want to drive their gas-powered cars up here to visit that often. Inflation is has been a primary driver of the increases. Uh, they said for the first phase of polymet, for example, the mine is now expected to cost $1.2 billion, up about 27% from the company's 2018 estimates. According to a recent regulatory filing, the second phase of bolstering the mine's ore processing operation would cost about $326 million, and that's up about 26% since that time. And they say that really the reason for that is mainly inflation you know when you're when you're thinking about doing something today if you wait 10 years to put the shovel in the ground and start building something the cost has gone up because the products have gone up the inflation the labor everything has gone up so inflation inflation is the primary driver that increases this stuff and they said that uh, you know don't worry too much though about the costs going up for these companies because the extra costs are expected to be tempered by the rising revenue uh, that they receive for the metal prices. Because at the same time that inflation has cost them money, once they start producing the metals, the inflation on the metals has gone up over the same period of time. So the metal that they take out of the ground is worth more now than it was back in 2018. So these are, these are some major products, projects that are going to get a boost by the fact that they have now brought a second company into play, a second major company into play. Uh, Glencore, in addition to uh, paying PolyMet $85 million joint venture contribution, will cover about $100 million in certain other costs and expenses, PolyMet said in a press statement. That money would largely pay off PolyMet's debt, Though another equity rights offering, which could in turn increase Glencore's ownership, uh, is a potential as well out there. Uh, Glencore will also get a say in decision making matters of the joint venture. Uh, the joint venture's general manager will be Tan- Tanik McCoy. Uh, Tan- uh, I think it's Tanik, Tanice McCoy? T A N N I C E. Tanice McCoy a 21-year tech veteran uh, with a tech company out of Canada who has supervised the company's Minnesota projects from its Vancouver headquarters. She is expected to move to Minnesota. Uh, John Cherry, PolyMet's CEO, will remain in that position and will be in the initial chairman of the Joint Venture Six-Person Management Committee. Each company appoints three directors, Two of PolyMet's are Glencore representatives, so there's a lot of shuffling that's going on in this project right now. But don't get depressed. Don't get feeling that this is not going to happen uh, because it's taken so long. The plant uh, you you're not going to see two major companies uh, offer to put this kind of money into this project if they don't feel uh, secure that this is actually going to happen. So. Uh, let's let's just move on from there in fact in fact today there is a very interesting editorial in the Duluth News Tribune and uh, and boy it's it's actually uh, very good it's it's called and, and it's their view so it's the newspaper's view it says deep dive a must into minnesota permitting and environmental reviews <clears throat> with loss lawsuit weaponizing environmental extremisms You know, and that's been the big thing now is that these environmental groups all seem to be able to have the power to lawsuit things and get themselves track records that way. They say that uh, we need to dive deeply into industry, into the lawsuits and how they're doing this, because it, it's driving away industry and good paying jobs, the economy bolstering projects and prosperity in an attempt to an, uh of minnesota's environmental per- per- permitting process is long overdue a a deep analysis into that so anyway we're going to get into this a little bit more, but we got to take our first uh break here uh of our number two, and we happen to have on the line with us our good friend Jerry. Uh, Jerry, are you still sore from that long uh, ride, snowmobile ride you took? Actually, I'm not sore. That's the cool part.
0: Really, it
3: get sore this year. No, I've ridden enough now, and you know, even though it was a really long ride the first day, um, yeah, I totally lived through it with with minimal effects, and yeah. So what a great. Well, event. you're also
1: you're also in a lot better shape this year than you were in years past. I mean, you've lost oh, yeah. a lot of weight. Your body is in better shape.
3: 60 pounds less, and the fact that I do a lot of walking and stuff sure helps. Oh, yeah. It yeah. makes oh, yeah. it a whole lot easier to, to move around and get around. And I want to really thank your great listeners. A few of them stepped up and donated, made a big difference. Um, Excellent. We're, Excellent. We're going to do it again next year, and this year I did kind of fall on the side, and I didn't do as much pushing of it as I usually do. But um, it's a great event in the Northland. It's, you know, this weekend there's the Yeti Tour going on. It's another snowmobile event where they raise money for, for helping babies, you know, and the ALS thing. There's so many great causes out there that the different businesses step up in. There's Polar Plunge coming up. And to all the businesses that step up and do that, you know, thank you from another business guy and thank you to all the listeners. And that is one of the big things on local business when you when all you listeners are out shopping, go to the local businesses. We're the ones that really donate and do all this stuff. You know, the Blizzard tour, the whole board of directors is all local business people at the Colquists and the Hartels and the Gasserts and, the, and me, and there's there's a whole bunch of people that step up and do so many fantastic. The Kohler family, the you know, it's it's a super thing to be involved yeah. in. So, and yeah. all the generosity that we get here, and we really hope that we help fund the cure for the to find the cure for ALS. We hope they're doing so many trials, and it's cool that some of them are actually happening in Duluth now, in the Twin Ports, just because yeah. of us. And That's Dave Thomasoni's family showed up, if I can have just a minute.
1: Oh, now, man.
3: Dave, Dave Thomasoni and, and, and I weren't always on the same political page. But when he did get ALS, his family came up and thanked the Blizzard Tour because it was because of the Blizzard Tour that we funded a project through UMD where when you find out you have ALS, you can go in and you can record words. The people up there are fantastic. They go in and you start recording words. And what happens is is when your ALS gets to be more and gets to go along and progresses and you can't talk anymore, you have a computer where you can talk through. And Dave Tomassoni gave speeches because of this and helped secure the $25 million that he secured through the legislature to help with the fight for ALS. But he said you know, he couldn't have done that without the people from the Blizzard tour that took the first steps and really got this thing going. So it was really cool to see the link there and the fact that the family didn't take all the credits. The fact that, you know, my dad, because he got, you know, said, no, it's because of you guys that went out and raised this money and got this thing started and figured out how to help people. Thomas Sony would have never been able to write those speeches to do that, oh, to get that's... the funding at the end. So it was so cool to see the connection made. So many good Peter things are the doing call 218-728-2940, and with all this rain we had and all this refreezing and stuff, people are having a lot of moisture issues in their house with leaky roofs and things from, from it backing up. We have the dehumidifiers, the fans, the pumps, the things like that to help you out with that. Skid steers from these really super snow banks that are really frozen hard are still ratting like crazy. And if you're thinking of a summer project, give us a call. We'll help you plan it out. Um, London Road Rental, 1710 London Road. Always on the internet at com, or give us a call at 218-728-2940.
1: Thank you, Brad. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you, Jerry. Appreciate it. we got to take a break. We'll be back.
2: KDAL time is 1228. We have sunshine, Brad, but we have cold air. And the current temperature is 13 degrees. And uh, I wanted to just uh, mention quickly uh, what Jerry said about the rain. You know, here uh, in the Twin Ports at the National Weather Service, we got... 8.84 inches of rain. 0.84 inches. That was you know there might have been a little bit of snowfall included in that at the airport, but that was the uh, water Almost equivalent. The, the majority of that was rain. At the K ranch, I didn't have my rain gauge out, but I know I got 3 quarters of an inch. My sump pump was running.
1: Oh man.
2: In February.
1: Yeah. And my first I've thought seen, the was other thing that- well, the other thing that happens, too, when you get rain like that, it sneaks down under the the snow and the ice that is built up on the edges of your roof, and it can sleep into the house.
2: I've got some areas in my basement. I can't imagine uh, that there's not too many basements in Duluth, uh, older houses, that don't have some leaking. And I have an area where it does leak when it rains real hard, and it leaked. I thought, my goodness, yeah. it's February. It's <laughs> February. What's going on here? God, we got to get we got we got to get Greta Thunberg and Al Gore. We got to fix this climate, <laughs> Brad. You
1: I know, want it to be cold st- again.
2: There was a big story in the Minneapolis <laughs> paper that they were talking
1: about the level of ice on Lake Superior that it's the least it's been since like 1999.
2: Yeah, well, I mean I I guess yeah, okay, but uh hey, you lived in North Dakota. Did you ever go yeah. to the uh the uh, State Fair in North Dakota?
1: No, never did. Well, I
2: never no. knew it was held in Minot. I would yeah, I, would, I yeah. would have thought maybe, I don't know, Fargo or Bismarck. Oh, well,
1: Fargo or maybe even Grand Forks or, Bismarck, or something. Yeah. Minot, it's, yeah. We well,
2: they've, they've named the entertainment for this year's North Dakota State Fair. Uh, it's Brad Paisley. Boy, that's big. Eric Church. Yeah. Joe Nichols. Jelly Roll. Whiskey Myers. Jelly Five <laughs> Jelly Finger Roll. Death Punch. Ludacris. And T Pain. Where's the Jay Giles band or Blue Oyster no cult? Kidding. Come on. <laughs> Ted Nugent. Also the, the uh and I didn't know this that In Minot, several hundred cowboys are riding into Minot this weekend. The North Dakota Cowboy Hall of Fame is holding its annual meeting at the Clarion Hotel Convention Center. Giddy up, Brad. This is the 28th annual meeting and the second in Minot. The nominees represent six categories, including pre-1970s rodeo, modern era ranching, modern era rodeo, and Pre nineteen forties ranching, about four hundred people are expected to attend. Yeehaw!
1: You know, there's a there's a place out there by Minot, some place that uh, my daughter used to take some of us and you know go to. That puts on uh, these big shows, big like stamp. It's almost like a stampede type thing. They have uh, horse rodeo type things, but they also have a lot of music entertainment and they draw a lot of people and it's almost all cowboy themed you know a lot i read one place that uh, north dakota has more horses per capita than any other state in the union other than texas how
2: about wyoming so or montana
1: road, no well, well i don't know
2: well i and, and again big. i i admire uh, you know i never I'm, i don't like the country music you know the classic country i do but the modern yeah. country music i'm not a big fan of it per se and I don't I've never worn a cowboy hat but there really is something Americana, something truly Oh yeah. Uh, indigenous to America back, really.
1: It? Yeah. Yeah, it really does harken back to a time that we had. Uh, but tell me about Five Finger Punch. Who was is, was who is this and what would they be known for?
2: Uh, well, uh, you're kind of putting me on the spot a little bit, but they are a <laughs> heavy metal band. Really? It, oh, yeah. They're like in the, at the realm at of... At the
1: North Dakota State Fair.
2: Oh, yeah. the Yeah, the kids up there, you know, they got to have something.
1: Oh, man. Yeah, they
2: fall in the, uh, uh, the uh, genre of heavy metal, uh, I don't know, uh, maybe hard rock even, thrash. But really? uh, they were linked to a... Was that the band... Uh, there was something that was going on in Paris or something where there was, I'll look into it. Uh,
1: okay. But they, I vaguely remember the name of this band being involved in something to do with a news story.
2: Yeah, there was something going on where there was a, a tragedy that occurred, uh, but I just, I don't recall what it was.
1: Well, listen, uh, get a chance, uh, Northlanders. Dig out the, envir- the uh, editorials from the Duluth News Tribune. There's been a couple of fairly good ones in the last few days. One on the 15th, which was uh, what last, just Tuesday, and then uh, one today on the 16th. The one on the 15th talked a great deal about how Minnesota blew it with this uh with with the review raw emotions followed the announcement Thursday by Huber Eng- Engineered Wood of Charlotte North Carolina that it was ab- abandoning plans to build a nearly half a billion dollar plant in Cohasset to produce oriented strand board or OSB used for construction of homes the project was expected to bring 158 good paying much needed jobs and a massive economic activity boost, in the words of the city of Cohasset's chamber, while also boosting the region's logging and trucking industry and offsetting coming losses of the Boswell Energy Center, which has been ordered to go coal-free by the state. And that's a coal-fired plant right there in Boswell. Huber's announcement came just days after a Minnesota state appeals court opened the door to a rigorous and lengthy environmental review. The process so far included state legislation and had the expensive view uh, that there would be an extensive portion of this view uh, to be necessary for Huber to begin construction and operations. Huber engineered wood has been driven out of our state due to the anti-business climate, Farnsworth said in a statement. We continue to see administrative hurdles and delays have just become part of the standard process of starting a new business in Minnesota. Whether it's a federal mining ban or a local lawsuit, we are not a state that is welcoming or supportive of jobs that we need to keep our economy growing. And really Northlanders, it's a small insignificant group of environmentalists that caused these troubles, that caused so much screaming and gnashing of teeth. Republican Congressman Pete Stauber of Hermantown called it an indictment on Minnesota's anti-job approach to development. Our home is turning into California before our very eyes. Investments and jobs move out of state thanks to the far-left agenda by our state government and environmentalists weaponizing frivolous lawsuits against business." And boy, I couldn't have said it better. Minnesota chose to become one of the least friendly places to do business, and it does it does not have to be this way, Stauber said in a statement. Whether it be local, state, or federal compliance, it is too hard to permit a project. We are falling behind. Our foreign adversaries, and especially communist China, are using their natural resources and industrial base to their advantage meanwhile we can't even build a nickel processing facility next to some of this highest greatest ore grade ore in the world or build a wood product mill in the heart of the wood basket and and man he is absolutely true and then and that was uh that was Tuesday's editorial or I'm sorry yeah Wednesday's editorial and then came out today in today's editorial Comes this uh, another one that says, "Look, we need to do a deep dive into Minnesota's permitting and environmental review. We have to find the people that are responsible and make it happen so that we can streamline this process. Not make it easy, uh, but but put a process in place where people know what's happening. Anyway, we got to go to CBS News, folks. We'll be back shortly."
0: And I understood, cause I feel the same
2: KDAL time is twelve forty-three. Five Finger Death Punch and Brad, that song right there, A "Wrong Side of Heaven," that came out in twenty fourteen, and it's about homeless veterans who have post traumatic stress disorder, traumatic brain injury, really? and depression. You can
1: never tell them by the music,
2: yeah. After uh, leaving the military it, uh, and not receiving the help they need for their illnesses, and it goes on to say here that Five Finger Death Punch, uh, they're big supporters. Of uh, military veterans and uh, veterans in general and uh, they raise money uh, for PTSD through a merchandise site which also offers links to get help.
1: Well good for them. I mean that's a that that's wonderful. I gotta tell you though that music gave me a headache. Oh, yeah.
2: Well yeah I mean it's you know <laughs> that thrash metal and uh, you know heavy rock. Yeah but yeah. Uh, no, but they are doing. But that's good things, that's I what inter- that. is interesting about uh, not so much the music, but about the bands. You know, you hear the music, and you think, "Oh, geez, I don't like that." But when you look into the bands and 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 maybe their uh, their background, you, you learn things like this.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, I know. I gotta tell you, last week I was uh, fortunate. On Saturday, I was asked to speak at a at a tea, here at uh, my community that I live in down here Brookridge, and. Uh, I said, so. So, what do you want me to speak about? And they said, well, we know you got a couple of purple hearts. Why don't you talk about veterans and how hard it is to, you know, get get back to society when you've been through? And, and because we're raising money for support dogs for veterans, and they're going to be at the tea as well, and they're going to be there to talk and uh, to tell you what what they're because uh, we've supported them for a couple years, evidently through this tea program. So I went, and my wife and I went. She wore her little tea hat, and we brought, you know, we had. Now, when tea you say tea, it was,
2: you're, okay, you're talking about. I the, mean, a tea. The beverage, yeah. tea. Yes. Oh, okay.
1: Yes. Okay. Okay. It was. It was like an old fashioned. There must have been 300 people there. I swear wow. to God, Kenny. And uh, there was a lot of ladies in funny uh, frilled hats and all that kind of stuff. And they came around. They had the Junior ROTC uh, came around with little finger sandwiches and little desserts. And uh, poured uh, hot water for our tea. We had tea bags on the table. You could make your own tea and stuff, which was kind of neat. And then I spoke for a little bit. And then I was fortunate enough to have the guy uh, that runs the program for dogs and one of the vets and the do- and a dog. Man, Kenny, I tell you, your dog is a good-sized dog. Rebel is a fairly good-sized dog. Uh, you could put Rebel inside this guy's back pocket. I mean, this was this was one big dog, and of course the guy had a muzzle on him there because, I mean, I said, "Is that a mastiff?" He says, "No, it's a," and he gave me the name of it. It's actually bigger than a mastiff, Uh, and this but this dog just loved this veteran. This dog wouldn't go in. laid right down by his foot, Uh, and it turned out the program that they that they put through. Is they train the veteran and the dog at the same time. You have to be able to commit time and effort to this. They train the dog and the veteran together so that there is a total bond and there's no cost to the veteran whatsoever. This organization raises funds privately and then they match a dog up with the veteran. Uh, based upon what the veteran's background is, what their needs are, what you know, and that, that that kind of thing, it was superb. And the community of Brookridge here has been doing this tea for three or four years and has donated like $800 a year towards this program. So I was privileged to be part of it and uh, and got to meet. And uh, in fact, hmm. I'm going to send you a picture. I I took a picture of the guy and his dog. Do that. Do that. You a picture of it. Because I'm yeah. curious.
2: It wasn't a Great Dane, was it?
1: No, no, much bigger than... It. A Great Dane is a big dog, but yeah. this dog was massive. I mean, like a head like a brick.
2: Okay, it, <laughs> it, it was it a Great Pyrenees?
1: Yes, I think that's what it was. Okay. Do they have smooth hair? They don't have curly hair. Well,
2: they're, they do have uh, kind of matted hair, uh, and uh, they, uh, they're white for the most part.
1: No, that, no, this, was, this dog was gray in color and huh. it, it looked I, I i swear to god Kenny it looked like a mastiff but and i asked him that and he said no yeah. but the mastiff is a offshoot of of this particular dog it's a belgian something or other
2: a belgian sheepdog
1: no Oh. Well. when i send you when i send you the picture and i'll do it right after the show yeah. uh, you may be able to figure it out by then because yeah. Uh, I took a picture of him, the dog, and a number of these junior r o t c kids standing next to him and it was It was impressive because this guy is a vet from the desert storm period and he 's uh, gained some weight and stuff since then he 's a huge guy with a lot of tattoos on his arm, but the dog is as big as he was i mean it was just Was it a newfoundland no uh-uh, uh. no i 've seen seen a number of newfoundlands and no, it's, I, I mean, it it actually was kind of a frightening-looking dog. An Irish
2: wolfhound.
1: No. <laughs> okay, no. <laughs> I'm done guessing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but he said he said a lot of people, he said, I, I keep a muzzle on it, not because I'm worried about him biting anybody. I said, I, I don't think he would do that. But I keep a muzzle on him because a lot of people are terrified by him. When they see him up close, they... They say, holy cow, that dog looks like it could eat me in one bite.
2: <laughs> you know, I got to tell you, I was taking Rebel out for a walk, and there's this cross city trail, and there's an area oh, yeah. out by the ore docks, and uh, it's a nice trail, and they've got an area to park that's kind of been uh, shrunk because of the snow removal. Anyways, we're walking, and he got alerted to something, and he's looking and looking, and sure enough, there was somebody living In the woods.
1: Oh, boy. A homeless encampment? It looked like an encampment.
2: It was underneath a fallen giant willow tree, maybe, and they had blankets. And, you know, I I think you can feel compassion and and sorry in some senses, and you almost want to help, but uh, they're there for a variety of reasons. Who knows? But the thing about that, Brad, is that they're not living in an area where there's Bathroom facilities, so everything they oh, no. do when it comes no, to the no. bathroom goes yep. into the environment right outside. yeah
1: yep, and in the uh and we all know what happens in the spring <laughs> if, if we've owned a dog and you don't have and you haven't picked it up, woohoo it turns into not a not a pleasant thing, and if you're living homeless out there, you've got junk, you've got things you're buying that you're eating and you're throwing you're discarding all that stuff it's not good. It's not good for the environment. Anyway, listen, we've got to take our uh, our Minnesota news break, and then we're going to come back. I, we've been talking a little bit this hour about uh, the two projects that are really important, PolyMet and this merged product, now Tech, uh, and, and the fact that we lost this wood processing plant. But when we come back, courtesy of Corey, our friend up in the range, I'm going to tell you about another business that was lost in Minnesota and how that ties into this discussion of permitting as well after this Minnesota news break.
2: KDAL time is 1255.14 at the National Weather Service. North wind at 9, uh, turns into a 1-degree wind chill. 18 at the Army Corps of Engineer, where this morning the Army Corps dipped down to 5 above.
1: Uh, K- Kenny, i got to ask you a question. Yes? Earlier today when tim from a couple of harbors called in mm mm-hmm. did he say that he was going to give me a little funny joke type thing because he knows we do that on friday and that? no he didn't one? he
2: didn't give me any indication of what he wanted to say why do you ask
1: oh. well because i i could have swore he said something about friday when he got on the air that i that i know on friday you like to keep it a little lighter so i had this thing i wanted to talk about and i'm i'm thinking Am I losing track of time, or is Tim losing track of time? Because I'm pretty sure today is Thursday.
2: It is Thursday. I guess I didn't catch that, but uh, oh well. Okay. Well, are oh you well. loaded for tomorrow?
1: Oh God, am I loaded? Oh, oh. oh. really? You? I'm going to give you just a just a, just a touch of of what's coming tomorrow. Okay? Oh, okay. All right. You know, we we all know that the economy right now is tough, right? Oh yeah. The economy is so bad that I got a pre declined credit card in the mail.
2: (laughs) That's tough. That's tough. The pre decline. That is
1: really tough. Pre declined. It is so tough. The economy is so bad right now that Exxon Mobil laid off twenty five congressmen.
2: That's how (laughs) bad it is. No, that's bad. That's bad.
1: (laughs) See? I'm ready. Good. Anyway. All right. Okay. Now, I want to do this real quick, and I know I only got a couple of minutes. So we talked about the wood processing plant, that that is not going to happen because Minnesota took so long in the process that uh, the firm that has five other plants decided to uh, leave, and they're going to go someplace else. Cost uh, Cohasset a lot of money. Um, We know that PolyMet is just a struggle to get the processing done. Well, a company called Eptom Energy LLC, E-P-I-T-O-M-E, Eptom Epitom Energy, announced December 5th that it has selected Grand Forks, North Dakota, to be the location of a $400 million soybean, $400 million soybean crushing plant that will create new jobs, market opportunities for farmers in North Dakota and northwestern Minnesota. It turns out that there's not enough processing for the 42 million bushels of soybean every year into crude, degummed soybean oil meals and hull. Well, here's where the issue gets crazy. Because originally, this company had decided to build this plant in Crookston, Minnesota. Crookston, Minnesota needs employment, they need good paying jobs. But after a year and a half wait, For Minnesota to compete its review of their permit application, the company explored the Grand Forks area as an alternative and found city leaders highly receptive to a development agreement. And that's where they ended up going, leaving Crookston, Minnesota, and the state of Minnesota with nothing. And why? Why? because we are not a business-friendly state. We do not go out of our way to try to help a business get started. We seem to go out of our way to throw every roadblock possible in the way of a business. Anyway, folks, we got an hour to go, so we're we're not going to throw a roadblock in that. We'll be coming back shortly.